0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 41 of the Kill Your Internet podcast presented by High Brew Coffee. With you, as always, is your boy, Colin. And with us today, the glorious return of Mr. Jimmy Iovine in the building. Jimmy, what's up, buddy? Hi guys how are you jimmy is not it's usually me roast malone and ken i love how I don't, even refer to as, I, don't, I don't even refer to eric as eric anymore he's just roast malone yeah at roast uh, malone yeah at roast malone and uh <laughs> now we have jimmy back dude by the way we're doing, we're doing this by zoom because nfl football starts in about a half an hour and i did not want to not be home for this so
1: i have no way of watching it either really that sucks dude how are you watching it do you got Concord? we have hulu live Oh, is Hulu Live
0: playing? Hulu li- Hulu has live sports. I don't know. I've, I get paid for that, but that's like a big advertising campaign they do. Hulu
1: live, Maybe we could shoehorn that into some more advertising. Speaking of advertisements, Concers. once again,
0: presented by High Brew Coffee, uh, 10% off uh, 12 packs of their triple shots. Amazing, amazing product. Uh, three times the caffeine. Absolutely what I start my day with. Uh, also, get it at Wawa. If you're in the Philly area, if you're on the East Coast, go to Wawa. Tag us in post saying, it's you shot got sent that. You. Yeah. You got that you know, from Fox Shot.
1: That, that, uh, that triple shot got us through that long drive from Austin to Philadelphia yeah, after real South by Southwest.
0: Talk, real talk. <laughs> we killed the entire – they gave us like pallets of this stuff. <laughs> on tour, we finished all of it. I'm well, dead yep. serious. We came home with nothing.
1: Uh, it's delicious stuff, man. I mean, dude, if
0: you're a touring musician, when touring comes back, you need to get on the hybrid coffee kick because it's the only thing that saved us on tour. Mm-hmm. Real talk. Well, Jimmy, oh, so good, dude. We are as busy as we've ever been somehow through quarantine. We have uh, EP it's right around a hundred thousand streams on Spotify mm-hmm. we put out a month ago. So shouts out to everybody who's been streaming. Uh, we have another single coming out next month that we just shot a small movie for, which by the way, Jim, the movie came out fucking amazing. Your acting skills are next level, bro.
1: Thank you. My cat is loving my microphone. Right Jimmy's Get cat's out of over here, here playing with
0: his microphone. <laughs> I locked Vinny out of the room so he can't do that to mine.
1: Oh,
2: that's uh, good.
1: but yeah, dude.
0: On top of that, we have sports coming back, basketball's in the playoffs, hockeys in the playoffs, baseball 's in full swing, and football 's back.
1: I, I just wanted to, football, my God
0: I just wanted to bring a point up to you right before we started our talk. What percentage of Americans do you think gamble on sports?
1: Uh, uh, at least 50.
0: 50 percent in a recent nation- nationwide survey. 50% really? of adults gamble on football or at least any sport.
1: Now, no, this is this is going to be very grown up of me but pen uh pen gambling the pen sports book gambling, gambling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have I have I am invested in that uh, I have stock in hey, Penn and it's listen, going up, baby. You know how Football much seasons around the corner and it is You know is. how
0: much we love Barstool sports. They own Barstool sports. Mm-hmm. Shouts outside the Barstool, shouts out the Penn National. Let's make partnership happen. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, no, I'm not a sports gambler, but I'm a the biggest sports fan in the world. I love to know the lines and shit because I'd love to be able to make fun of my friends who gamble and like mm-hmm. text them and be like, ah, you missed the over dickhead. Like at Rose I Malone. Love, <laughs> at Rose (laughs) well yeah ken and eric do so they have their gambling corner we have to make that a new segment let's start out with our first segment here the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet jimmy did you see everything going on with the wildfires in california
1: yeah i've seen a lot of i've seen a lot of wacky videos on like um, Instagram, where people are walking from inside their house and it's totally normal color-wise. And then they walk outside and everything is just fucking it's like orange. A, it's
0: like a hellscape out there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Did it you looks like hear? insidious out there.
0: Because they have, like, there's, like, 10 wildfires going on right now in California, which, by the way, absolutely insane. Prayers All to the way up, thing. too, like in Oregon yeah. and shit. Yeah. Well, did you hear how the one started?
1: Oh, it was a... it was A, <laughs> a gender reveal. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, I've long been on the record of saying I fucking hate gender reveals. Yeah, remember back
1: in the day when it was like uh, the doctor gave a printout of a photo from the ultrasound that just said, it's a boy or it's a girl. I
0: hate, I've already been on record that when we have kids, I do not want to do a thing. Like, I'm not about that. Gender reveal party? Yeah, apparently somebody blew something up and it started a wildfire. Dude, I've been seeing some amazing memes though of like uh like a zeppelin exploding like the was it the Hindenburg and it's like <laughs> in the corner it just says it's a boy. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, man, dude. Not a funny topic because of what's going on in California, but absolutely like... Yeah, yeah. Like I our love hearts, when the internet takes something... Our
1: hearts go out to the people in California, but some of the... So, I mean... Well,
0: just fuck that guy who did that with the gender reveal because you just fucked up a lot of stuff. Like you you messed up a lot of things for people.
1: Right. Uh, Laughter is the best medicine.
0: What do you even name that kid? What do you name that kid after all this? <laughs> Bernie? <laughs> I thought of that on the spot. That was not. I thought of that on the spot. <laughs> all right, let's move on to our second thing here. Uh, did you see everything going on with Travis Scott right now? What's going on with him and McDonald's?
1: McDonald's. Everybody's buying up the the Travis the Scott meal. Meal. Yeah.
0: First off, it's all like suburban kids going <clears> and and just annoying the people with McDonald's being because like you're supposed to say Cactus Jack sent you. That's like Travis Scott's like alter ego. And uh, Cactus a gr- Jack. Yeah, that's the name of his record label too. Cactus Jack Records. Okay. Uh, but it's one of the funniest things I've seen. Is there's a video and it's like these kids like trying to be <laughs> funny. Like they're like they're like videotaping the the monitor at the drive through. Like Cactus Jack sent me, and the guy on the other line is like, "What?" <laughs> I and mean, they're like, Ca- uh, "Cactus Jack sent me. We need the Travis Scott mail." And the guy's like, "Don't do that shit, man." He's like, he he says. He says yo Burger King's down the street if you want to pull that shit and then he goes he's like we're busy we're getting money here dog we're getting bread (laughs) I was like this is the best thing I've seen all day first off I love Travis Scott it's a great idea for him I just keep thinking about the McDonald's employees and the hell they must be going through
1: poor poor people like especially like you know like uh the African-American uh employees at mcdonald's that are getting all these like white kids coming in like yo brother can I oh yeah
0: i know dude i know it's fucking pain in the ass uh it's it's (laughs) fucking ridiculous uh but all i all i keep seeing is like first off the dude's gonna make a ton of money a ton of money because he he also put out merch like like limited edition mcdonald's slash travis scott merch that's Mm -hmm. a genius move but it's great
1: it's a great like it's not unlike hybrid coffee and Foxtrot in the get down pairing up for the beauty beauty yeah
0: exactly I totally agree it's basically the same level it's the exact same thing I'm sure we're moving just as much hybrid as he's moving McDonald's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but people are reselling the burgers online, like on StockX, which is like a uh, shoe website, and like yeah. they're like trying to charge fifteen hundred dollars, which is a
1: joke, but like it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> no, but it's also yeah. that Could is you imagine a, funny joke.
0: a kid who bought like a fifteen hundred dollar burger off StockX for from- a
1: moldy ass burger that somebody yeah. bought a month? A ago. moldy boy.
0: <laughs> uh, all right, and then
1: so our last
0: uh, wildest shit that I see on the internet: uh, rapper six nine back in the news again, like he always is, for two reasons. So first off, I've been on record. Fuck that guy! I hate him. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But he has been doing all these podcasts now. He's never done like sit down interviews before, but he's like doing tell all sit down interviews where he's like explaining everything he's done. He's just yeah. making himself look like an asshole. But it's like my worst nightmare of getting stuck in the room with like a group of people. Six nine did one of the Paul brothers. Those idiots from YouTube. Their podcast. Right. I would. Ra- I would literally i would do anything on earth besides sit in that room i would do anything i yeah. could do to just not to be in that room like right. that, that is my nightmare because i don't like those kids and six nine can go to hell yeah. i don't i don't need any of that but six nine
1: uh, say where he was living at
0: yeah exactly yeah, i bet <laughs> got, but, but he's also complaining because he thinks that spotify and apple music are blackballing him and not putting his music up on the main page well
1: haven't hasn't he been saying that for ever yeah, for since he got out. Has First off, your music
0: that. sucks. Second off, join the rest of us who aren't getting your music up on the main page of Apple Music, you fucking scrub.
1: What about Fox trying to get down.
0: Yeah, that's what you I'm saying. What I'm like saying? yeah, we're being blackballed by Apple Music and Spotify too. Who knew it, dude? I didn't even know. Like, <laughs> no. I just figured
1: this out thanks to six nine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thanks Schmuck. to Kashi. Idiot. Uh Yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up because I'm not a real big fan
1: of that dude. Yeah, uh, no, well, he's an so expert. let's
0: let's move on to what the fuck we've been listening to. I'll start it off, then you'll go, Jim. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else am I gonna start with? Bruce Springsteen in the East Street band. Back at it. Got a new album coming out later this month called Letters to You. A uh, new song called Letter to You just dropped. Incredible. It's one of my favorite Bruce songs he's dropped in like in the 2000s. Just a great Bruce Springsteen in the East Street song. The only. Thing I had a, a great to pick with. There's no big sack solo, but I can live with that. Bruce oh. for the fact that this man is in his sixties. He mm-hmm. might be seventy now. I don't know. He's he's like up there. Sounds immaculate. This is what you get when you don't drink and you go to the gym every day. This man is a fucking monster, bro.
1: Yeah. Well, that's uh, then you're gonna keep it up then because like, hey, you don't drink it. Hey, you don't. Uh, hey, hopefully, Max Weinstein drinks and eats cheeseburgers because <laughs> <laughs> if I want to keep drumming for it. dude. Well, Ma- Max Weinberg is. He, he oh, says, did I say Weinstein? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Max Weinberg. <laughs> uh,
0: Max Weinberg absolutely sounds incredible on this fucking track. Yeah. Drums, he's, always, he's
1: such a good he's drummer. He's such a great man.
0: drummer, dude. And the whole band's there. The whole yeah. band, Patty Scalfa, his wife is there, Nils Lofgren, Little Steven's there. The whole band sounds amazing and it's fucking great. So, awesome. uh, Jimmy, go to your first
1: pick. I'm going to go with a Leon Bridges song Ooh. called Bad, Bad News. It's, it's like shit, the, dude. Uh, dude, I love it. It's like a nice boppy, it's literally jazz funk at like it's like when you walk in to when we play in new york city we play rockwood Mm. usually and uh the one night we played up there uh in the back room where we walk in at there was this band up above the bar and then there's like a big floor and there was this band playing it was just a three-piece it was like a trumpet uh keyboard player and a drummer But that song has that feel of just like a smooth ass jazz, like, and you're bopping to it. It's not like just like that boring like. It's so it's not that jazz. It's just like a.
0: mm. And the best thing about it too is it's like his follow. That was like one of the first singles is the follow up to the first record, which is an amazing album. But it's more of like a time piece. Like it's like a like a like a concept album in a way of like being Mm -hmm. stuck in the fifties or sixties. And this is just him coming into 2018, being like fuck everybody else because that second album cool. was
1: like i'm just gonna make what the fuck ever i want yeah and then he comes out with the and all the songs on it sound different every yeah. song sounds a little different so than good. the one before some it. of
0: them were produced by pharrell and i know what, exactly which ones they are and they're you can so, hear it you can so hear it good pharrell pretty-
1: knows how to stamp it man he knows what he, yeah, he like, does the he same four, he, he does the
0: same four count to come into every bam, song bam, 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 bam,
1: bam, bam, bam. Bam. uh
0: all right so i'm gonna go on to my second pick uh a good friend of Jimmy's action Bronson. no. Uh, <laughs> so he just put out a song called Latin Grammys last month.
1: Make sure man, you spare me with my lawyer. <laughs> yo,
0: by the way, my man lost 90 pounds.
1: Did he really? Yeah,
0: he's getting absolutely jacked. He's working out with trainers like that work for like work with the New York Yankees. He's getting yoked. Uh, he just put out a song called GoldenEye. And all the production on this new record, by the way, the album's called Only for Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> uh oh and the trailer for the album came out and it's a claymation dolphin with abs and giant muscles and tom hardy is narrating it <laughs> this man lives in his own world um
1: <laughs> he's funny as shit though all
0: the production kind of sounds like it has a latin vibe to it but it's okay. over these kind of like old school drama. it's so fucking good he just doesn't miss he's the best in my opinion right now yeah he brings up one one point i want to make he Action Bronson is never afraid to be himself he has right. no fear he he has no fear and that's what i feel like we're we're getting to now to where we're we're doing what we want we're making what we want we're we're producing things that we are like the fear is gone like this old fear that used to sit on my shoulders has been lifted and i've never felt like so good before making music
1: yeah man yeah man and do what you want like a leon like leon Bridges, and like you know, and Action Bronson, doing what you want to freaking do just for the fun of it because it's like, it's no, it's no rules COVID. No rules <laughs> saying, COVID, baby. That's no what it is. No rules COVID, man. All right, That's Jim, give me second song. Uh, so my second song is one of my favorite people of all time because I love his voice. It's a little bit country for me, but mm. Howlin' uh, at Nothing by Nathaniel Raycliffe and the Night Sweat.
0: And we were that- <laughs> <at them.
1: laughs> Dude, that is such a good song. Oh, no,
2: dude.
1: I-, I was uh, I was at the, I work at a restaurant and I was uh, helping out because we're at limited staff. So everybody kind of pitches in doing dishes and stuff like that. So everybody's doing kind of everything, you know, running food, doing dishes, cooking. We've all
0: been there, baby. Understaffed, running around.
1: Everybody's doing everything. Uh, And I was out, I was in the back. I was scrubbing sheep pans and that song came on. I had my music playing and I'm like, I'm not only howling at the moon, but I'm howling at some sheep pans and I was (laughs) howling at nothing. And I was just singing, dude, I was having a great time doing dishes by myself. Yeah, it's a, baby. it's a good time when you're listening to some music and you're just doing like a menial task.
0: That is a thing when you're, when you're working a job and you're just like, you, you need to escape your job for a minute and you just, mm-hmm. put your earbuds in and you're like, all right, so this isn't
1: that big. Oh no, this it's was bad. out loud. And I was singing out loud too. a
0: boy. <laughs> uh, my last pick, I, I, I went Bruce Springsteen. I might as well go Tom Petty too. Oh, uh, I was go. cleaning my wife's car today and uh, through my headphones came saving grace by Tom Petty.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, what mm-hmm. a fucking
0: tune. Like mm-hmm. great driving music for one. Deep cut. Deep cut. This is older. Like, this is older Tom Petty. This is when we <laughs> were in like grade school but like just on fucking believable song. Rest in peace Tom Petty. All-time gooch. Great guy.
1: I'm glad I got to see him live before Me died. too, man. When did you see him? I saw him at Bonnaroo. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh so we were we were having a good time. We were drinking and stuff. And um and Tom Petty's up there, and he's playing, and he's singing. And he sounds great. The band's doing wonderful. You know, everybody's killing it. And then he's about to play American Girl. So he gets up onto the microphone, and he goes, all right, and now here's one that started it all. <laughs> and we were like, he's Uncle hammered. Tom's drunk.
0: <laughs> Dude, when I saw him, I was like 12. It was my second concert ever. Oh, it was wow. Tom Petty and the Allman Brothers.
1: Damn.
0: I was 12. And I was like, "This guy's fucking wasted." <laughs> <laughs> I knew. Uh,
1: all right, that's a great pick, uh, a
0: good- J- Jimmy. What's yours?
1: Uh, so I'm gonna go with a little "By My Morning Jacket" here. There you go. I'm this gonna is a go very uh, Jimmy list. This is a very Jimmy list. Uh, what's the name? Yeah, I'm gonna go with um, "Off the Record" by My Morning Jacket. It's on their album called Z or Zed, if you're Canadian. Uh, but it's a uh, it's off the record, and uh, they start off with this, like, like slow, like uh, kind of like weird uh, 808 drum machine beat. Interesting. And they start off that, and then it rips into a guitar. Or hold on. Is it the opposite? Yeah, it ends with, like, this 808 beat, but live, they start with that 808 oh, beat no. and kind of build and build up a jam, and then they go into the and they get into it, man. It's <laughs> very, my morning jacket. Yeah. Yeah. If you listen to it, you will enjoy it. I dude. Swear uh, you
0: put me on the Jim James solo shit too. And I love yeah. Jim James solo. Yeah. Shit.
1: And if we want to have an honorary mention, the, uh, the, whatever tapes with, uh, Marcus, Mumford oh, the new basement tapes, Hell the new yeah. basement tapes. Yeah. If we want to have an honorable mention with the, uh, uh, when I get my hands on you. Oh, it's such a great song. Uh, dude. That's such a good song, man. It's out like the
0: Taylor Goldsmith from dolls. Cause he was the real MVP of those sessions,
1: dude. He was a monster. really, yeah, uh, Yeah, there's like a whole uh, documentary. about. The those. documentary is
0: amazing. You have to
1: watch I it. I haven't watched it. Yeah, I got to.
0: All right, before we head into our interview with Tyler Boone, let's go into my new segment that I've created just for me and Jimmy. We are the band. I'm like, no, Eric's probably the biggest nerd in the band, but we are the yeah. biggest superhero nerds in the band. Yeah. This is Colin and Jimmy's nerd corner. Uh, Me and Jimmy were actually in the studio together just working on a new song the other day. And we're like, we need to do a whole podcast of us just talking about nerd shit. Nerd stuff, man. So I just have a couple written down here I want to go over that we can geek out about. Uh, Let's start off the Batman trailer.
1: Holy shit, dude. So good. And I love it. So it's, uh, for those of you who don't know, I will introduce the movie to you. So the trailer, uh, it's Batman about two years in, I think it is. Yeah, he's in his detective phase. Yeah, yeah, he's new Batman. He's new on the streets, you know, uh, Gordon's still a detective, blah, blah, blah. And it's uh, the main uh, villain is the Riddler. And, but I love how they're doing it because he's leaving little notes and he's leaving like, it's like Zodiac and they're, yeah. And they're all, and it like, people have figured it out using like what
0: Eric Voss already figured it out.
1: Yeah. Like like a cryptogram style. Like, Oh, these are double letters. So these are going to be the same letter. Usually it's like an uh, S or an L.
0: It looks great. the, the, and apparently, I've been seeing a lot of talk. Apparently, there's going to be two suits. Like that first suit is going to get blown up early in the movie, and he's going to have like the old school gray suit with like the yellow emblem. Like, oh really? Like, the, the animated series, like, yeah. Oh, dude, I think Pattinson's going to be fucking fantastic.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. He looks great, and he's looks actually great. a really good actor. He, he just is. gets pigeonholed because he did Twilight, and people. But
0: he, like, all he's done since Twilight is like fucking like, indie movies.
1: Yeah, and legit ass indie movies. I never, I didn't see the uh, Lighthouse yet, but I hear that. That's amazing. I haven't
0: seen it yet either, but it's just him and Willem Dafoe on a fucking rock, right?
1: And and there's they campaign online for Willem Dafoe to play the Joker in his in the in uh, the, Pattins, wow. the Pattinson universe.
0: Bro, I don't even want to see the Joker right now. I, I'm so Jokered out.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of Joker. We've been overflow with Joker. Let's get some weird. Like I want to see a good Riddler. Like yeah. Jim Carrey, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's a fucking corny Riddler. But I mean, but, dude,
0: there's so many good Batman villains. First of all, who was the, the last good Batman villain, or the last Batman villain period was Bane. I thought Bane was awesome. I thought Tom Hardy did an amazing job, especially because in the comics, Bane's like a bumbling idiot. Like he's not like really like uh, a sentient human. He's like a fucking yeah. zombie, basically. They made him into a badass motherfucker. He's also Mexican. Can really? Be,
1: yeah, yeah, Bane is Mexican.
0: I did not know Bane that. is
1: supposed to be Mexican. Yeah. well tom hardy was not i forget uh, what it bane's real name is but he's he's a mexican fanatic well then mm-hmm. he, i mean look that's why he wears a luchador mask i didn't know that yeah like in the cartoons you see yeah, what that is yeah, a mask luchador on. yeah and he gets pumped with uh uh whatever the i forget what the thing is called the yeah, theorem like, that he gets
0: yeah he has like fucking like pipes in him in the Yeah, because he's like
1: really that. scrawny and then he gets pumped full of this... Super soldier serum? serum. Yeah, some kind of serum. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's how he becomes this big Bane. And he's not just some dude who escaped a prison from in the Middle East. Like, I Bro, don't know where that came
0: from. I, I don't care. They didn't... Am- I, I thought the I, Dark Knight Rises was, was great. Yeah, um, it was good. I'm really excited. I want to see them bring a Robin in, but I don't want them to bring in, like, cheesy Robin. I want, like, Nightwing Robin. Like, I want, like... Oh,
1: yeah, you want, adult. like, later I want red,
0: Robin. I want Red Hood Robin. Red I want to see Elm. that whole <laughs> storyline.
1: Well, there... Uh, isn't there a... Uh, either i think it's a game coming out a new video well, there game was, coming there out. was there an, wasn't
0: one of the arkham knights comic or uh video games was the red hood storyline like jason todd dies and then he comes back right but you need the joker in that so we'd have to see the joker again so i don't yeah know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not i'm i'm not gonna fucking complain about it if the joker long halloween out. long it's halloween long halloween is what this is based off basically right because it's like this like but like uh carmine falconi's in it and it's john tarturo who's an amazing yeah. actor yeah yeah like I can't wait to see like the. Pe- I think the penguin is like the dumbest to like villain. Like, wait, I'm not if a you do
1: him right, you can do him good. Like, yeah, but it's Colin I mean,
0: Farrell. Have you seen the video yet of Colin Farrell as Penguin?
1: Look, doesn't look like Colin Farrell
0: at all. The whole time I watched it, like two or three times, I'm like, where the fuck was Colin Farrell? And I like, they're like,
1: like maybe in the eyes, maybe, and a maybe. big maybe, but they like give him like a new, completely new jawline. They can give him a whole new face. All I
0: know is the Paul Dano Riddler is going to be fucking incredible, and I can't wait to see it.
1: I think I think he's going to do really well with the riddler and i i love how they're playing into like even with the trailers and they've only shot like a third of the footage, yeah but but they get a trailer and there's like clues in it already which is freaking nuts and they're all corny riddles like what does the what does a uh what does a liar do when he's dead he lies (laughs) lies still. still so he not only is he lying still he's lying like he can't move still lying but he's still lying and it's like that's riddler as fuck
2: and See, that's I'm talking to Matt like.
0: reeves dude this movie's gonna be sick all it's right I, I got like two more okay. apparently black widow is getting pushed back again and it's Why? not because money that's it okay i gotta be completely honest i'm not that excited for black widow because one i've already seen her character end so right. like, I'm kind of like, although I'm, ex- I'm excited to see Elena Belova come in as like the new Black Widow. Mm-hmm. And apparently Florence Pugh in this movie is going to be fucking badass. Right. Um, but I've watched so many theory and spoiler videos. I already know what's going to happen in the movie.
1: Right. But there's also a thing where I think I saw this on maybe new rock stars, but uh, it'd be cool way to introduce some characters and maybe this is why they're pushing it back that they haven't had yet like X-Men like, so we're going to Russia. We're going to, um, you Colossus? know, yeah, yeah, exactly. So what's his name? Ale- uh, the dude, Alexi? From stranger things is oh, breaking. Uh, David Harbour
0: is Alexi he- in the movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. Alexi. He's uh the red, red guardian guardian. He's, um, he's breaking out of a Russian prison.
0: I've seen that video.
1: So you see, you so, so with some so like the they,
0: bear in the background.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if if he's breaking out of this prison, who better than to help him break out of this prison than fucking Rasputin himself? Fucking Colossus <laughs> breaks down the door, and then uh he gets out, and that's how he gets out. I'm and, just so you know it's a jailbreak kind of thing.
0: The last thing I wanted to bring up is kind of like. I just want to know about the Fantastic Four and the X-Men at this point. Like, I'm so – because I'm actually really overly excited for the Eternals because I think the Eternals is going to introduce the idea of X-Men. The Eternals
1: is going to have, like, a lot of time that it takes out because it's going to be from ancient times to modern day, so it's going to have a lot of fucking time.
0: I think that Namor is going to get introduced in the Eternals because they say that that you're probably going to see the fall of Atlantis so you'll mm-hmm. see Namor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to, the end of it, maybe the end credit scene, they're going to introduce the X gene because oh. I think it has something to do with like, the Deviants and, and the Eternals fighting on Earth and that's why yep. really like, Yeah, and, it,
1: and it, it goes into something. yeah, okay, that's where the mutation starts.
0: But I'm, I'm like so hesitant to like get my hopes up for a Fantastic Four situation because not only have they fucked it up a couple times, but more than anything, how do you bring those powers into modern times and make them cool? Like stretchy arms or being invisible. Like you have to like you have to use them for their brains.
1: Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, super stretchy. How do you make that? You can make it look cool, but it's like you gotta you gotta do it right. Like
0: I've I've already watched like fucking Iron Man fly around and zap people and like fucking more machinery. Like you know what I mean? Like I've seen some. It's like I've seen. Yeah, you gotta make Johnny Storm
1: look really cool too. Like when he when he goes flame on, you gotta make that look not as corny yeah. and the thing like what are you going to do with the thing that's like what i'm saying their powers
0: don't like translate to being cool now but like they are also geniuses so it's kind of like
1: so you use them for like yeah they're smart kind to of
0: in the the, the the tony stark right, like when tony Roll. stark is you know what i mean but like you just have to give them cool shit because like yeah. stretchy arms is not going to sell it for me in, in 2020 you know what i mean yeah
1: hashtag mr krasinski for mr fantastic
0: that's the, that's only, choice. Right. That's jim, the only choice all right jim we're gonna we're gonna pass it over to our interview with tyler boone you guys have to listen to this. If you're interested in, you know, how to get your music popping on Spotify, if you're interested in the industry itself, if you're interested in being an artist, a touring artist, and how you can diversify and make more money and just, you know, have a better career in general, listen to this fucking interview. Mm-hmm. Before we head over, once again, shouts out to the high brew coffee. Uh, grab it at Wawa. Grab it online. 10% off. Promo code Foxtrot. There are, that's our fucking people. Take care of them.
1: Love hybrid. Uh,
0: Jim, anything before we go?
1: Uh, stay up, y'all. Next Nerd Corner, we're going to talk about Flashpoint.
0: Oh, let's go. All right, guys. Mm-hmm. Fuck you guys. We love you.
1: Love you. How you feeling? You
0: feel all right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, today's guest for the Kill Your Internet podcast is a true renaissance man. We got Mr. Tyler Boone on the podcast. Tyler, how are we doing today, buddy?
3: Good, man. Good. It's, uh, what time is it now? It is... Two o'clock, so it's five o'clock for you.
0: Yes, sir. Dinner time. Uh, yeah, I'm glad we got this in because football's on tonight, so we actually have football back. So I'm excited to actually be able to zone out and just watch football for four hours.
3: That's my <laughs> nice. that's my
0: plan for the weekend. Honestly, Eagles are back on. I'm just ready to I'm ready to zone out watching football, man.
3: <laughs> Hell yeah, nice dude. Look, I am
0: cool. a cartoon character. I am Philadelphia through and through. Like that's all that goes through my brain. So uh, I
3: I'm, I'm not trying to piss you off. I hope I'm not. But I mean, are you a fan of sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah, the green man's the baseball, right? He's not, he's not uh, the Eagles, but... Oh, you're talking about I the, the, that, the yeah. fanatic.
0: Yeah, the Philly frenetic, as they called him <laughs> on, <laughs> the, on the episode. <laughs> <laughs> dude. I, uh, I hate crying. They're all hitting each other. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, you got to pound <laughs> him, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, so I, I've been saying I was very excited to have you on because we have a lot to talk about, but I mean, I always start every interview with asking, how has quarantine been for you? Obviously, you're out in California, so there's obviously a lot of shit going on out there.
3: Yeah, it's uh it dude when it hit, uh I just moved to so I, I lived in Charleston, I lived in Nashville, I came back to Charleston, um, and then I moved to my family's from San Diego and I got family in LA, but I moved to LA in September and then I moved here when the fires were happening. Now there's fires now, but there's fires happening then and then it was March when COVID hit, right? And then so I was only here for a couple months and then basically I've uh, been stuck in our apartment the whole time. We just moved here uh, we could go tomorrow. So we've been in our new house, and it's been, like, life-changing. So dude, I, it was dude, tough, man. I'm, it was
0: tough. We just had a band on from L.A. like a week or two ago. They're called The Brevet. Really good dudes, great band, doing good well, I, things.
3: I, I know The Brevet. I, I know their
2: agent. Yeah, lot, good,
0: so. good dudes. So we had them on, and we were just talking about L.A., and you've seen kind of like this, like, exodus of a lot of, like, I don't want to say celebrities, but people in the industry that are like, okay, if nothing's going on, I'm oh. moving out of here. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you did the opposite. Yeah. You bunkered down.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I will I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. And the Bradford's awesome, man. I, I did some shows with them in Charleston. Good dude, When um, they would play there. Um, but uh, when, the, when COVID hit, basically, we, like, my girlfriend works in the music industry, too. We just, like, kind of pivoted and we're like, this, we're going to focus. And I will say this. I'm not, I'm not grateful for COVID because it's horrible. But what we did is we, I mean, there was nothing else to do. So we would, and I still do it now. I have, like, 300 unread emails because I moved in and we just got the internet on yesterday. But... Um, I basically it kind of like uh, it extremely catapulted our my businesses my my music artist formula and then the bourbon because um, all I did is work man and all everyone cares about is is uh, the internet so like my, my business has kind of exploded I'm so freaking busy now
0: we've had a lot of conversations about. Uh, and I mean, it always comes, we always have to qualify with saying, of course, COVID is terrible. Like, it's obviously a terrible thing that's going on in our industry in particular. Like we're all shut down. We have nothing that we can do, but I've always been a proponent of saying like, look at what it's done in the fact that I've gotten to focus. I don't have to worry about being on the road. I don't have to think about 50,000 yeah. things I've compartmentalized and said, I'm going to focus on what I can control and try and build something different and see if we come out on the other side better. I love hearing that yeah. out of your mouth because I mean, you said it right away. You focused and, and you've grown your businesses. But like what has really intrigued me about you is the fact that we talk about desert, diversification all the time. We always talk about, you know, doing different things because in the music industry, it seems like we're always kind of like a, a rinse, wash, repeat on the same things over and over again. It doesn't work out. Do the same thing over and over again. You yeah. on the other hand have said, fuck the system. Let's try something different. And I love it because it's working out. And you're doing great
3: well thanks man it's a uh, it, it's it, it definitely uh <clears throat> when it comes to like the the norm like of touring i toured for years yeah uh, I, I used to make my money is i used to do cover gigs all the time too when i wasn't on the road right in there buddy so, like f- dude i would do i would do three a day sometimes you know what i mean you <sighs> go do the brunch one and then you go meet your buddy up for like a, a duo gig and then at night you got like the
0: trio thing well that's nashville and- baby that's nashville right there
3: Oh, that, that was Charleston. Really? And, and that, you know, yeah, yeah, no, Charleston is huge on that. There's, and this is why I pivoted where I was like, I need to change some of my life because um, in Nashville, Broadway, right? But you, that's a little different. You know what I mean? And those gigs are very coveted because as soon as you go, hey, I got to hit the road, the next guy's in and you'll oh, never yeah. get
0: into it. There's a lot of people at okay. the door waiting to take your spot.
3: Because dude, you make you make some money, dude. You can make four hundred dollars a day. I know. But here's the here's the issue with that. I got asked to do to join one, and I was gonna do it. And they're like, you gotta learn three hundred songs like in a week. Mother and I was god. gonna be the singer, and I was like, oh my god. And it was um, <clears throat> what's the bass player that Victor Wooten? It was his brother, another Wooten guy. He plays like a crazy like Jackson B. I yeah. was gonna be in a band with them, and I was like, oh man, like this is a really cool opportunity. But then I was like, but I didn't move to Nashville to be in that band i moved to nashville to do the original thing and so i call that like the kiss of death in my opinion there's so many dudes and 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 girls that i know that moved to nashville when they get into it because dude i had six part-time gigs when i lived in nashville i worked on a food truck and all this other shit and um it you know that's what i did to get by but i could have done another thing but i felt like i would have been doing that forever you know i mean and so i moved back to charleston the one thing you can do is you can balance it and you could do cover gigs every day. And there's guys that are, what I was getting at here is I eventually wanted to pivot because, dude, I mean, oh, my God. When you have, like a, like, a day job or something, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I can go make twice as much as doing this all day playing, you know, Bill Withers and stuff, like, yeah. whatever. And I did it for a long time, and I made a really good living with it. I had more money than some of my friends did with nine-to-fives, right? But Isn't that crazy? what ends up happening is, is you start, like, drinking all the time. and it's late nights and then next thing you know you're hungover. so then you have a cheeseburger and you start looking like shit you know and i saw a lot of guys that were older than me that have been doing it forever and they're just like just like just like weekend cover gig dudes and you make good money but then you look at them and they're like you know they're still trying to figure out how to be a musician like i'm still trying to get famous man and i'm like "Eh." so eventually i took the dive out of it and i was really nervous because like man i make a lot of money doing this and then i i already had artist forma going but I started focusing more on it. And then as soon as I did, it just kind of exploded. So.
0: I mean, dude, it's a, it's a fantastic business model. And, and, and so much of like our conversation too, once again, on the podcast is talking about, there's so many rules that artists aren't like aware of. And there's so many avenues that you can go down, like the streaming route that people don't take advantage of. And they only think sure. that like, Oh, I have to get these top Spotify playlists, which by the way, people don't know how close those doors are 90% of the time. Yeah. You found a route to say, okay, artists, we can work with this Spotify shit. We can build you up and you don't basically have to sell your soul. Like you want to talk, explain the artist formula because we've utilized it. And I'm going to be completely honest. When people tell me that play, like they have like independent playlisting and all that, I'm always skeptical.
3: For sure. You, For sure
0: you fucking proved it on this one. So explain the business.
3: Well, so uh, it, Spotify playlisting is a very dirty word, right? Because you get those DMS of like, yo man, hundred thousand followers, you know, you know, 50 bucks, hit me up, you know, here's my Google Cash. you know, hit me on the Venmo. And the thing is, if you don't know how to test them, or if you, you know, like chart metric, right, that's a great tool. You can just type in the curator and then go to the bottom. And if it's like, if it shows you that it's decreasing or it's not increasing at all, or it, it just shows the activity of it every month. Right. Right. If it's nothing's happening, either it's a dead list. Right. And so they went to a website. They just bought followers on it. Yep. Or number two is maybe it was active at one point, but it's not active anymore. Like there's all those playlists and I'm not hating on them.
0: No, you can feel free. I hate on it all the time. yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. hate away. Uh, but like the, the typical ones, if you Google like top 10 Spotify curators, third party, it's like Indie Mono song picker. And I'm not hating on song picker. Song picker is a really cool one. But like what I'm saying is like that, the big one is like a hundred thousand followers but then it's like you get maybe a hundred streams a month out of it, right? Because probably the artists that followed it and they don't listen to it every day. Right. But what we do is different is we never turn off our ads. My ads kind of dip today. So I got to fix them. Uh, and it happens all the time. You just, eventually how you do these ads, they just want you to spend more money and you go adjust it and make the clip smaller. Um, and it gets faster again. But, and then also we spend a shit ton of money to do this. Like between, I will just say we spend like a thousand dollars a week, which I would have fallen over. Right. in Nashville cause I was so freaking broke. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, Holy crap. But now, you know, the idea is when you get into this game and it teach a lot of artists and I teach a lot of labels this too is what you're, once you're getting sales back from the streams, then you can start breaking even on your ad and then eventually maybe, maybe start getting profit on it. Right. Um, and I do, I've known guys and you're not supposed to do this. Right. And I don't care. I'll say it. Um, people I've never done it, but people, uh, sell list, Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this one list we have that uh, we have access to, and I, I know the the guy that bought it. He bought this one list. It's almost like eight hundred thousand followers for like forty grand. That's I'm insane. like, what? Yeah, and I was oh like, I was like he bought a piece of nothing, you know? Because what if it doesn't work out? Right. You know I mean, but if you know how to do these ads, you can get it back up again. Also, too, but once it's like it's the SEO score within Spotify. Like my my indie rock list, which you guys are on. Yes, sir. That one. There's another indie rock one I saw recently, and it went past mine, and I think. What I'm assuming is they probably saw ours because ours was number one and now right. it's number two. And I think they probably, they probably either, I mean, they, they jumped like 30,000 followers in a day because we were both at like 40 and now theirs is like right under 70. Yeah, And I was like, hmm, either they went and bought some followers, right? Or they just spent like a couple grand on some ads, you know what I mean? Bro, do you, so think, like, do you ever oh, think
0: about this? Like think about 10 years ago, right? So we're all starting out as artists. Imagine the conversations, like, trying to explain the conversations we're having right now to, like, fe- like past us. We would sound fucking crazy. It'd be yeah, like, hey, How many yeah, CDs did yeah. I sell in this month? It's not that anymore. Dude, no, the- no, no, no. And the craziest thing is, too, I try to explain to people because they ask, like, you know, how do you work on the Spotify shit? And I'm like, one, the rules change all the time. And yep. two you have to be diligent about doing shit on your own. You can't wait for somebody else to make this shit happen for you. You can't wait for an Allie Hagen door for someone to see your, just randomly see it because people, once again, people don't know, like a lot of these things are major label farms. Like they've worked stuff through and I feel like I'm going to get killed for saying this. I feel like somebody's going to snipe me from Spotify.
3: No, 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 no. no. I mean, dude, it's, it's, it's super obvious. Like we now get hired by like majors, all three major hires, Right. And what kind of blows my mind that the majors do it, and they are like, you can't tell anybody. right? I was like, well, all right. I didn't sign anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so- also,
0: I know this shit, and I'm just an idiot in Philadelphia. You're not doing that great of a job
3: of hiding. Let's no, be- no I mean, but they, they, they don't know how to do it, but they still go out and vendor. They, they call us a vendor, and they hire us to do it. But all those all those clients, and then you know on Create Music Group, another one we, we do it with. Um, which they're an amazing company. They're like the second fastest growing company, not music company, company in America. Wow. I was like, what? They do like tech nine and marshmallow and they're really, they're a really cool company. Uh, They're in Hollywood too. But what I'm saying is, uh, you know, all because, because it's the company. And then when they pitch it, Spotify says in these blogs all the time, like we don't favor anybody. And everyone's like, yeah, freaking right. You know what I mean? But I landed a client of mine last (laughs) week from, from Atlanta. He's actually from Philly guy named Jeff Riddle. Uh, it's a punk band called 500 bucks. The guy's a new movie. He had a movie cook that just came out called uncle pecker. And it's really oh, funny. Sweet. It's about a zombie and it's all his music in it. And we, cause I have distribution of the orchard now as a label. Oh, and nice. so, and so he's like, Hey, i to put it through you. He's like, cool, let's do it. And you know, we have best practices too, where this is another crazy thing. Where we're like, what the hell are you talking about? The oldest best practices now is you upload something four to six weeks out because you want the editorial, not just Spotify, but all the editorial to look right. at it. We uploaded it like eight days out. I was like, I told him, I was like, dude, I don't think I'm going to get anything. And he landed official Spotify and Apple. So I don't, then that blows your mind too. Like, wait, how did that happen? So right. it's just a crazy world, you
0: know? Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. And, and we've had, the, the craziest thing is like, we've had situations where we've had singles or EPs and like, we have like national radio, K-Rock, the out of order show, like NPR, yeah. World Cafe. And we're like, dude, there's no, like we put it in our pitch and we're like, there's no way this isn't going to get on this editorial playlist. It For didn't. No yeah. idea. No idea. But you know what? Yeah. You just pick up your ball and try again. That's all you can really do. Uh,
3: you know, that's the thing, too, that people don't understand. Like, you know, one of my artists, John Day Nicola, mm-hmm. uh, he's like got to be in his 60s. He wrote like the whole track to uh, um, Dirty Dancing in the 80s, like Hungry Eyes, like the new Jack in the Box commercial on Hulu. Yeah. Like, oh, Hungry Eyes, that's his song. But that's the original. His, he's now an artist for the first time, right? Wow. And so you would assume because of that, he would get all this stuff, and he didn't, right? But he is now uh, charting on Hot AC Billboard at like top twenty. So you know, it doesn't always relate. You know, one thing we get a lot too is a lot of people that are like on XM radio yep. or like radio. Like I got another radio client coming next week; they're charting on Active Rock. Um, they don't ever correlate, and people. Right. But the programmers, the old, the older dudes and gals, they're like, they will go look at Spotify and they want to think they're breaking that artist. Yeah. they never. I get all the time, like, do, do you have any case studies where, you know, we start working with you and it starts affecting radio? I'm like, how would I have anything?
0: Yeah, about- you have no control. The funny thing is, too, like, the thing I've always enjoyed about radio, so we've done, like, radio conferences and we've done, you know, we always stop at radio stations on tour. I've always yeah. felt that, like, radio is something you can build a relationship with because I feel like I'm dealing person to person. I've always yeah. felt, like, DSPs and things like that. I haven't gotten to that point yet where I have that person-to-person relationship. Is that something that you've seen build? Like, have you worked with any artists that you've seen them build that relationship with Spotify or is it kind of just through you and then hopefully get picked up by editorials?
3: Uh, not really any art- artists that I know, but I mean, I've done it. I used to get, used to get official stuff and I know a lot of people at Spotify, but now it's just harder. Yeah. Um, like I'm on this one called Torch and Twang. Well, no, no, no. Now it's called Soft and Slow. It was called Torch and Twang for a long time. <laughs> It's like a, it's like very Casey Musgraves, Rustin Kelly Americana. List. That's
0: right up my alley, bro.
3: And I love it, right? But that was because I knew somebody, right? And then uh, I've gotten a. I'm on a couple. that's that one app. No one you really uses it. It's called Spotify Stations. It's just like Pandora.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like a
3: pink Spotify symbol. So I'm on a couple of those. Um, so I mean, with me, it's because I used to like hustle. I, I send everybody a bottle of bourbon all the time. And same We with don't all
0: have the 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 you know, <laughs> ability to send out our own bourbon, bro. By the way, before we before we switch back to music, how the fuck did that happen? I'm a bourbon guy. That's my drink. I love yeah. bourbon. Is that, how did bottle,
3: that is that a bottle of Buffalo Trace right
0: there? That is a bottle of Buffalo Trace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a couple yeah. bottles of Vermouth back here. I actually right. had for my wedding, I got married in October. Uh, nice. my, my cousins, actually Eric, who's one of the guitar players in the band, bought me cool. like a three and a half liter thing of bullet. And I never thought I would ever finish it. Never thought I'd ever finish it.
3: Oh, you, you finished the fuck out of that.
0: I didn't touch it till quarantine started. And then like a month into quarantine, it was just gone. And my right. wife was like, my wife was like, did you fucking finish that? And I was like,
3: I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Have you I, always been a bourbon guy? Yeah. When I lived in Nashville, uh, this is how it happened. It's not an endorsement deal. I saved up, I saved up gig money just playing cover gigs, yeah. uh, to do it. And then, and then it became a family thing. My dad got involved after I got it going cause he was retired and I was like, you know, it was actually a good thing. I was like, dad, you need to get off the couch Course, because like when, when, when a man goes from working all the time, then retires, they don't know what the hell to do. Oh and yeah, and I'd come over and be like, "You you've been sitting on the couch all day?" like, yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to do. You know what he's mean? like,
0: "What day is it, dude? Is this Wednesday or Thursday?" Yeah. I was like, "Saturday, was like,
3: Dad. You're gonna get old. You need to get off the couch." And so um, <laughs> now he's involved, and he's super gung ho about it. It's really cool. So now it's a father son thing. But uh, I moved to Nashville in 2015, and I had a deal, kinda with uh, Kenny Chesney's people. Oh, there you go. Uh, his name's Clint High. I'm the manager. And basically, it was a lot of like big meetings, like the big long tables. And it was a very, if you ever watched, this the best way to describe it. If you ever watch uh, Sonic Highway's Foo Fighters documentary, yeah. uh, they, they do Nashville. And they get yeah. Dan Arbog, Black Keys, and Carrie Underwood, and they're talking about that music road deal. Where they get you, the best looking dude or chick. And then, you don't in the country world, like I, I call a a songwriter festival called the Charles Song Songwriters Festival. It's a very Nashville thing. It's a company out of Nashville that does it. And it's all about number ones. It's a big country thing. to be like, oh, I got three number ones, man. And it's, it's all bro country music. And I yeah. hate that stuff. You know, do, you, know uh, I mean?
0: do you happen to know Rob Snyder by any chance? He wrote uh, a... Yeah. Rob Snyder was a guest on the podcast. He's actually from Westchester, Pennsylvania, where I went to college. And me and him have become friends recently. He had a number one. I think he did the, the Charleston Songwriter Festival, I think. but
3: I th- Does he have a beard?
0: He does have a beard.
3: Yeah, yeah, so you know, he played our thing.
0: Yeah, and I will say though, like I, like even talking to him, like, he, like I'm I'm infatuated with the Nashville songwriter world because I I've, I've been an outsider who comes in as a mercenary and I write down there. I'll go into the NSAI building and I'll write on oh, music nice. and I'll write nice. on music row and stuff, but I'm always infatuated with people that are in that 24/7. Did you live that life were you a were you a music row guy?
3: I had I had a lot of those. I did the same thing you did. Outsider, I was was, uh, at NSAI, I was at uh, a whole bunch of like Dan Hodges Public. I used to write with a whole bunch of those people, and I used to go in there and be like, Oh, because like you know, it's GCDE minor, you know what I mean, dude.
0: Every goddamn time,
3: (laughs) you know, I'm like, Another capo, sick. Oh, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) That cool. (laughs) Is you knew my bass player, Paul Ill, because Paul plays with Bob Weir and all these awesome dudes. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's like, Paul. So then I had another, like. Yeah, he's my bass player, you know, so that there was There you play. go. Feather but in the cap. It was, it's just a hustle, man. It's just, you got to be really professional. You got to work really hard. And like the band the Brevit, like the, they, they have an awesome agent too. I remember that, I know their old agent. I still work with her a lot with her artist for Spotify and they moved up to APA with my friend, Sarah. And I remember when that happened. She's like, I'm going to get this band. They're amazing. You should check them out. And then, like, dude, they're playing like what's the one in Napa Valley? Uh, Bottle oh, Rock. Bottle
0: Rock. Yeah, we were played talking about that. that on the podcast.
3: They've done some amazing shows. I booked an artist from Charleston. There's a there's an amazing room in Charleston. Well, it's out of Charleston. It's like near Hilton Head. It's called um, uh, what's it called? It's a bourbon bar and it's a songwriter room. Um, I'll think of it. But they played there recently, and so I booked my friend Katie Rose on it as an opener. You guys, if you guys are, what's cool about those kind of rooms too when I do like the circuit because the southeast is so different.
2: Oh so yeah. You can drive-
3: you drive an hour to the next town right oh yeah and, then, and there's just venues people love i mean I'll, I'll think of the name of the venue but because like soon the tour is back up dude it's a hundred person room right but it, every show sells out because oh, it's like, so cool it's like, it's like a rich part of town kind of so there's nothing else to do so all these people with cash they just come show out. up and so people like us musicians are like you know you're like wait you just bought all my merch it's so it's a really cool spot so like you know they played that recently and I was like, hey, will you book my friend Kay as your opener? And the brevets like, oh, yeah. But, like, but bands like that out here are the ones that stand out. And there's so many artists because what I do with Artist Formula I get hit up with where I got a guy in Nashville yesterday call me, and I can't stand when he calls me. And I feel better now when it, to be like, hey, man, I don't need to take you as a client this time. But when I started, I took everyone because I was trying of to like figure it out. But now I'm like, you know, if you don't get it, then I don't have to explain it to you. And there's a lot of out here that actually get that, that that kind of stuff when it comes to the internet and how you have to do it, dude. You got to when you drop a single, not even just a record, you get and you drop the music video with it, and then you, you pay the publicist, and then you go get it on Spotify, and then you go get on the ones like you're going to spend just as much or twice as much you did to record that thing. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And people don't realize that. Once no. I'm really excited to put this one out tomorrow because I feel like. So many people come to me with these questions and I'm like, how do you not know this shit? How do you not do your homework? How do you not like, you wonder why like things aren't going your way, but you don't do your homework and learning what you're supposed to do. Here's a fucking playbook. Ladies and gentlemen, me and Tyler Boone just laid it out for you. I will say too, a lot of people just put out a single and they have nothing promotional around it. They have no, no teaser, no video, no, like you've got to put the money in to make the money. That's the only way this shit works. You don't just put something on SoundCloud unless it's a one in a billion situation. You got to do the work.
3: Yep. yep. Um, there's a guy that I'm helping out now. And he, that's exactly what we talked about. Tom Callahan. You should check him out. Actually okay. you check out his company. It's called Indie Advance. I'm going to be helping them out a whole bunch of stuff. He was the, he was the vice president of Virgin Records for a couple of years. Oh, there you go. Um, and what he said, was what I've always been saying for a long time, is <clears throat> if you can go get, is for you yourself. If you can go get yourself a really dope distributor, you know what I mean? So that's one piece of the puzzle. And then you can go find the best artist services or if you are not do it yourself. Dude, all the majors, that's all that they do is they no, have the No, that's all best it is. Services. That's all it is. And so if you can do it on your own, then you're kind of like a force to reckon with, man. There you was know? like
0: two years ago where we were with a certain distributor. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was a bigger name distributor. I'm not going to say the name, but I remember thinking to myself like, I fucking did it. Pressures off me, like they can handle the playlisting, pitching, and doing all this yeah. shit. And yeah. then nothing came of it. And I'm like, I gave you guys so much radio and all this. And then I had this realization. I was like, I gotta do it myself. Like I gotta yeah. figure out a better way to do this. So many people just allow the the circumstances to dictate what they do instead of taking the circumstances and changing what the fuck you're doing. And it's how it has to be.
2: Yeah,
3: man. Uh, I had a I had a deal <clears throat> uh, recently in New York with a label and what i could do is spotify generate cash and so i did a lot of effort behind it on two mm-hmm. singles and the single i just put out getting high and then we, it, it, it was like a top 10 pick on triple a uh it did like six hot picks and then it was like charting as an independent but there were the label on it and they told me they're going to pay for radio i paid for it they're going to pay for xm i paid for it i couldn't even get k rock and i was like and it, this guy named uh, i'm not going to say his name yeah there you <laughs> go. don't 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 <laughs> say the name <laughs> But they they just didn't do shit, and they, they get to collect on my song. You know what I mean? And I will I'll never see a dime until – that's why I'm, um, I'm just I'm moving on to a full new record. Um, but they're going to they're gonna do $20,000 before I see a dime, and I'm making it for them. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Oh,
0: my God.
3: Yeah. And but that's they, a- they said, like, that's the effort we put in it, so it's a salary, and it, it sucks. Did we oh, know what, though? It's cool, no. man. If you're, if you're home now, obviously we all are. Uh, and you have your own recording rig, you should get a jammy. Have you seen one of those?
0: No, what's a jammy?
3: Dude, a jammy. So it's like a MIDI keyboard, right? So yeah. it's like So it's like one of these. But I don't really yeah, play yeah. piano, right? And so the jammy is a guitar with real guitar strings on it, and it's a MIDI controller. What? Dude, go, go to YouTube. It'll blow your freaking mind. I'm going to write a full album right here.
0: We're living the- in the goddamn future. See, this it's is the so thing, cool. too because i i was gonna ask you this is kind of like my wrap-up question because we haven't really gone into you as an artist as much but we as a band we wrote so much of this new shit in quarantine in six different houses through zoom through
3: elena told me that
0: elena. yeah all this shit all, all the it's fucking incredible we have changed the way that we write songs and the way that we we, we do things and we become so much more technically proficient. I am a technical idiot. I am not a, I'm not an engineer. I'm a songwriter. I like to yeah. form that kind of shit out. I yeah. learned because I had to. I, let the I didn't let the circumstances dictate what I was going to do. I for fucking sure. figured it out.
2: Yeah.
0: I guess my question to you is, do you feel like during quarantine as a songwriter, because obviously as a businessman, you've, you've done a great fucking job, but as a songwriter and as a musician, what has changed for you?
3: Uh, man, I thought as soon as COVID hit, I was going to write so many songs. And it was really the environment we were in because the apartment wasn't so great because we're like on top of each other and we were always there. Yeah. Um, And so now getting a place that's like space, you know, there's like, there's like eight rooms in this house. So I can go in here and write a song and I'm going to, I'm going to write some killer tunes, you know? and, uh, And what's cool too is when you're doing like a record deal thing, you know, they get a little bit of like, Hey, maybe you should just do all Americana or all blues rock and i kept getting shit where like fuck yeah dude man. i kept getting, i kept getting like well we can't tell what kind of i'm like well i don't know man it's worked and whatever so, the fuck i wanted it to be I'm to artist. yeah yeah dude I'm like why are you getting in my, like artistic realm you know asshole stay you in know? your
0: lane bro yeah.
3: <laughs> you know <laughs> just I give just me playlist
0: you. yeah just fucking do your job i'll handle the music yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's fucking great because i actually had a meeting with people that we had worked before in the sync realm like just sync licensing out in la and uh, I bring him all this new music. I'm super pumped because we had just gotten our first song on K-Rock. I'm in LA the week it happened. I'm like, I'm about to fucking all out. And uh, so I show the guy the song, right? I swear to God this happened. I show the guy the song and he just goes, it's not not really like your last record. And I went, yeah, we've grown. I was like, it's, it's different. It's the same, but it's different. We added horns. We added a horn section. He was like, yeah, it's cool. And I was uh, like, and he goes, he goes. what's the name of the song that you had on K-Rock? And he, he pulls up my Spotify information. He goes, why does it only have 85,000 streams? Oh, dude, like, come on. I went, I don't fucking know. I just put the song out. I Get the yeah. fuck out of my face. Never got a call back. And I was like, yo, this industry is wicked as fuck. And yep, from yep. that moment on, I was like, I'm going to figure out how to do something different. And I'm not going to depend on these fucking people. Since... Since we've taken a different route, we're working with people like you. We're working with different sync people. We're The podcast, the random people we've made connections with. I can't tell you night and day how much better I feel.
3: Yeah, dude. Yeah, you get to control your own destiny.
0: Yeah, not only that, it's, I, I love opening new doors. I don't want to keep treading over old ground. That was a, that was a learning situation, and now we're going to learn from this next one. So you
3: know, I've ne- I had a manager one time, you know? And he, he, sad thing, like my buddy Boxy passed away years ago. Mm. And I had other opportunities for that. And then I kind of like did have, like let people try and do it. And I was like, man, you know what? Like maybe I don't need a manager because um, I'm always, I'm, I'm just a big connector. I'm always yeah. just kind of with people and da, 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 da. And so that's when I was like, I just got to do it on my own. The one thing I would love is an agent, but I, that shit's not happening ever yeah
0: don't ever ask for an agent right now specifically because they don't give a fuck about anything they're all sitting back
3: there's a new agency just came out uh it's called t uh tba to be announced uh (laughs) yeah isn't that funny is that the name is that a real thing it's a real thing oh i
0: thought you were fucking with me
3: no that's funny you're like oh shit that's oh wait it's real um they are actually pretty dope it is kind of like the hustle that everyone's doing is uh there was all these paradigm agents that got let go Oh yeah, I knew you know, this, that. We all hustled and came together. It was all over the news, and I, I know some people that started. I was like, "Good for you guys!" I feel like but banality,
0: I feel like this is an episode of Entourage. I feel like this is when Ari gets kicked out of uh, gets kicked out of the agency, and starts yeah. his own one.
3: Whatever, we're on just, right. well, you know, what, man, fuck it, you know. And people were hating on and on about it, and I remember was all these like groups and stuff. Like, there's all these like manager groups that people was posting in, and I was just like, "No, man, like, why you hate? Why you knocking on the hustle?" Yeah, because what the what fuck? Well, what they're doing is there's no touring right? There's like, people are doing live streaming stuff. They're trying to benefit from that or like doing like drive-in concerts. But, uh, what they're doing is they're, they're an agency. And so they're working on syncs and branding as, as a booking agency. That's a, that's a genius idea. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, well, there's nothing else to do. Let's go get some money. You know what I mean? So it's, Bro, cool. it's a
0: great fucking idea. Let me, let me also ask you this. Have you tried the live streaming yet?
3: Uh, dude, I had, I had a company out of Nashville where I was like, this is going to be really cool where they were, uh, they wanted the bourbon. And what they're going to do, it's like Flaviar, like we just did a big deal of Flaviar, I'm stoked about it, but it was like Flaviar where people were going to buy buy it, and it was going to be sent to them, the bottle of boons, and then there was going to be like this really nice live stream, supposedly, uh. where we have like a tasting, and then I'm going to play, and the guy was putting it on, I was like, wow, this is great, and I was like, we get to sell the boons, and then uh, we get to sell tickets to this specific live stream, it's but I was like, but I'm not going to do it on the Zoom. Hell no. It's going to yeah, sound like shit. It
0: sounds terrible.
3: It sounds terrible. So I was like, we need to go run out of studio. We need to make this a real legit thing because it'll make my brand look like crap. And so then the guy posted it on, I just, I will Google Boone's bourbon a lot because I'll find new stores and pick it up and I'll reach out to him. Yeah. And so man. I I, I like once a couple times a week, I just Google Boone's bourbon and I saw this website. And it was their website where they announced without even confirming with me. This is where I was like, Oh my God, I need someone to help me out with this stuff because like just to go yell at him because they, <laughs> they announced it without, it was like September 14th, which, you know, it's like next week, but it was like in August something when they announced it. I was like, wait, what? And they had a ticket link and it was like live stream. I was like, dude, we don't even have a place for it. Da, da, da. And so I hit the guy up. I was like, you better take that shit down now. I'm not doing this with you. Yeah, so now I, ha- I was going to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's kind of played out a little bit. My buddy's trying to, oh, yeah. you know, dude, for a second, you go through Facebook.
0: Oh, it was terrible. We did one with c We did one with c that went really well. Uh, We went live on theirs. That's
3: that's different,
0: though. 100%. We haven't done any, like, we did a virtual festival that had, uh, it was was called Love from Philly. So it was all Philly's big, like, uh, it was, we did it. uh, Kurt Vile did it. uh, Low Cut Connie. Like, all these, like, War on Drugs did it. Like, it was great. It was fucking sweet. But I had no interest in playing through my phone. I'm an energy guy live. I need to jump in the crowd. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I have a hard time, like, doing... We did a couple, of like, live streams with different blogs or radio stations, but... for sure, for sure. There's one artist that I saw that did it right. Who's that? And uh, the name of the band is Low Cut Connie. They're from Philadelphia. Oh, I
3: know Low Cut Connie.
0: So, Low Cut Connie, Adam, and Will, their guitar player, they do a, a weekly series called Tough Cookies, where Adam plays in his living room, full force, sweating, jumping on his piano. He winds yeah, that up... Guy, that in, guy's always rocking. He winds up in his underwear every show. And Rolling Stone picked it up and was like, this is the coolest shit I've ever seen. But that was their Wait. idea. Like, that was their brand. That's exactly, it worked out fucking perfectly for them. I didn't want to try and copy that. Plus, I didn't, I, I'm not going to do
3: that. Like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, but, you gotta, you gotta really have some balls. You know what I mean? If yeah. Adam
0: has anything, it's that, dude. He's, he's, a got fucking, balls. Am, he's an amazing performer. Well, I've been talking to his people about having him on the podcast. I, uh, I'd be super intrigued to talk to that guy.
3: Check out, you know, you know, Sixman, right? So like they local kind of a whole bunch of that shit. My buddy Trey runs all that um, because they lost all their, so they're just trying to do content. Like Danny Ware presents a big talent buyer as well. Mm -hmm. They don't do cruises, but um, they do like bourbon beyond in Louisville, Kentucky and all that. And And so what they're doing, they're doing the same thing. Everyone's just doing these streams, but if it's got something attached to it, like a radio station, Mm -hmm. then it's cool. But if it's like you in your living room and you're like, here's my demo, I might do that. I don't care anymore. No, oh, especially my, it's just
0: me sitting in my living room. I'm not putting my Venmo up. I'm not charging you to watch me do this shit. It's yeah, half yeah. assed
3: as it is. I think I think it's kind of cheesy, you know. And what's what's cool is you mentioned War on Drugs. They're on that TBA agency.
0: That's my that's my. I am absolutely obsessive.
3: it TBA agency, check it out. TV, agency, t- check it out. I mean, no they're new. I don't know if they're taking people, but it's some top fucking agents in the War on Drugs. Like the, the, if you go to RollingStone.com, the the picture for TBA agency is a picture of War on Drugs. So Dude. anyway. Tyler,
0: this this has been an amazing interview, dude. We're gonna we're gonna because I want to have you back on, obviously. Sure. Uh, But I'm gonna end with five questions, rapid fire. This is how we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, First question: Give me your best and your worst show memory. Uh, The the crazy shit. I ask everybody this one, but just like, what's what's your all time best? And then what was the craziest shit that ever happened to you?
3: I know the best one. Uh, The best one we did Firefly 2016.
0: Oh, you did! You did Firefly too?
3: Yeah, when did you? Twenty eighteen. We did sixteen. Uh, who played
0: it? Uh, it was Eminem, The Killers, Arctic Monkeys, uh, False are the People. I actually pushed. Uh,
3: oh, That every freaking festival has the same lineup. Bonner had the same lineup. The yeah, same yeah, yeah, I, yeah, But yeah.
0: it was fucking incredible. I saw a late night, twelve a.m. Uh, DJ set by Mike D from the Beastie Boys, and I was what? one of like I was one of like a hundred people, and I was side stage. stage. I lost my shit. I, I walked back to like the I was by myself. I walked back to our campground. I was like, you, you
3: had you the artist see. fan though, so you're oh, just oh like, yeah.
0: I was just so excited <laughs> that that weekend too. We were in the artist pit between the stage and the fans, and uh, I was the Arctic Monkeys are an all time favorite band of mine. They started oh, playing. I I bet you look good on the dance floor. I was uncharacteristically drunk. I'm usually the uh, <laughs> I'm usually the focus leader type. Yeah. And uh, I pushed the guy was this fake moshing, and I pushed this dude next to me, and it was false to other people. And I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I also, we also almost fought one of the kids in One Direction that weekend. So we have stories, dude. <laughs> All right. So fire, fireflies. Well, we, number one.
3: We played, we played pool with, uh, what's the band? Two Door Cinema Club. That was oh, cool. great band. But, but, but the story is, uh, I just went to Nashville and uh, I got pulled over, and so I didn't have an ID. So they make you get an ID. So they sent me a paper ID. Right? Oh god! So, so with the artist band, you get to go to the uh, to the to the free bar.
2: Oh and yeah, so the part, like, Hey,
3: the- can I can I get all I want? Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. King Leon's playing. I was like, this is freaking dope. Uh, Blake 22 just played, so we're just like, we're all freaking wasted. And this is what I'm getting at. Whereas the best moment ever, because I lied on my uh, like, you know, whatever you call it, your you follow up with the tour manager, or whatever. You're, I'm like, whatever. you Kind of like, what do you call that when you you pull up to a venue and it's like you gotta you just whatever you got to report in and so I told everyone in my in my camp that there was like my video guy my tour manager it was just my friends oh yeah so your boy. Came, you just brought went. I brought them all with and we still talk about this week because it was so much fun and uh what happened is we're all there we we just played our second set and so we're done and so we go to the bar and I'm fucking drunk and I'm like let me get a boy I have my paper id and lays like, get the hell out of here and long story <laughs> short I came back over and over right? I was like, don't forget. And then I come back and I'm really effed up. And I'm like, and then we get another a drink. And then... <laughs> They're like, uh, get the fuck out of here, dude. It did. The manager came over. He's like, get out of here, man. Oh, that's and right. my buddy Ryan, oh, yeah. awesome buddy from Nashville. He's from Austin. He's got his student now in Nashville. He played guitarist that weekend. And he's wasted. And he's like, just a, like a boy. And he goes, are you kidding me? And there's like a flyer. And I, I have my name twice on it. He goes, This name's on the flyer, man? And all of a <laughs> sudden, they were like... Oh, oh but, excuse me. Here's your but, drinks, sir. Well, little did they know that we're nobody. You know what yeah, I
2: mean? Yeah, but, but your they, name's
3: on the flyer, bro. That's all that matters. But they were like, holy crap. And they're like, Oh my God, like we don't want to get in trouble. And so this is the cool part. The other bartender goes, Yo, come here. And he goes, How many you got? And I had eight people with me. I was like, I got eight people. And he goes, I'm gonna give you something, but you gotta get out of here. He gave us all, not a seven fifty, a handle of Jack Daniels. And so we went back in the crowd and we're just let's like let's oh. go. It was so much fun. Dude, so that was the best.
0: We were fucked up the one night at that because they have like the Red Bull bar in the back is what it was that year, and uh, we're playing skee ball in the artist area.
3: Oh no, they they, they had Red Bull two and sixteen. It was and I got so, so sick.
0: We are just <laughs> twisted playing skee ball. There's like because we're a six, we were a seven piece band that weekend. Plus we did have uh, a road manager with us. We had a photographer. We had a guitar tech. Like we had. And my, brought, the guitar tech was a, was a, was a cousin of mine. Like he was just a fucking boy. But,
3: you brought your boys.
0: Oh yeah. Always do. We roll squad deep. And, uh, he, all of a sudden Terry Cruz, the actor from Brooklyn nine, nine just walks up and stands next to us. He's fucking there with Panera bread. And he was like handing out mac and cheese. And we were like, are we fucked up? Or is this dude, is that Terry? So, uh, <laughs> all right. So Firefly was the best. What was the worst?
3: That's amazing. Um, uh, I got, I could go so long on that weekend. Um, the worst, uh, I guess, you know, just torn. You always hit those bad, those bad nights.
2: Oh yeah.
3: Uh, I'm trying to think of something that was really bad. I mean, it's. I guess it's. I don't want to sit on this question for too long, but, um, but we we, we made the best out of it. Uh, but like, you know, it was that one tour uh, with the Seven Sons tour. The only night that was not great was we played it at the Nick in in Birmingham.
1: That was my worst one too. No fucking way.
3: We showed up to the
0: Nick in Birmingham and we found out when we got there that the headliner from Birmingham just wasn't coming. He just wasn't showing up. So then you
3: had no one showing for your show.
0: Yeah, so then it was me, us, and a band called Born Animal from Nashville that we were on a couple shows with and we're just like, I guess we'll play. So we fucking play this dirty ass bar. It's a famous bar, but it's a dirty little bar in
3: Birmingham. It's famous.
0: And uh, it was like two old ladies who offered us drugs, and that was it. And then we just... (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so what happened to the Nick?
3: That's so funny. The best is Firefly, Firefly, and the worst is Nick, the Nick. Oh my God! Um, Concentric circle. There was no one there. I know, dude. I know. And you know what? It was so cool. The picture's dope because the American flag. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's Uh, a really cool looking looking spot. The Black Keys and shit, but um, Prince. I remember but, reading that Prince played there. I was like, "Where the fuck did Prince play here?" Everybody did. Everybody yeah. did. And it's just now it's in a shitty part of town. You look out, and it's really sketchy. You know what oh I mean? yeah, it's um, like a
0: highway and then a Chick Fil A behind it, and that's like it.
3: And then and it's like some drunks just hanging out up front, like they just hang out there all day. Yeah. But everyone cool. was everyone was really cool, and we just took it as practice because the next night was in Nashville. It was during CMA Fest, uh, and so we we weren't out country, but there's a lot of people there. And so the next time it was a sold out show in the basement, you know, I mean? so we're like, all right, screw it. It's rehearsal. Dude, and, and, and we had a great time. We, we like
0: always it. say on tour, there's always one shitty show and it always gets followed up by the best show right after for some reason. Yeah, we were, yeah. we were at the Nick and then we went from the Nick to, Oh my God. We went from the Nick to Lexington, Kentucky. And cool. we played a fucking amazing show at a spot called the Burl. That was it. That was a great night, dude.
3: But, but it was after the Nick.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and the Nick was a yeah, shit show, yeah. and then we went to Kentucky yeah, yeah. after and had a great time. It's how it always goes. That's how the tour yeah. – tour has a way of keeping you motivated. I don't know how it is, but it does.
3: It does, man. and uh, That was just such a good crew with the Uncle Dwayne's guys, too. Like, they're such pros. Yeah. You know I mean, those guys have played, like, Jay Leno and shit. And so yeah. they're just like – They, they right, know the deal. You. And they're, 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 like, jam bands. So all they gave a shit about was, all right, we got our mics up. Because they post all those live shows that all mm-hmm. the jam bands do. Yeah, so they're, they're on get, notes. They got to, to say Birmingham, Alabama on their live thing when they put it up. So, um, but yeah. Right. So-
0: Second question: what's your uh, what's your favorite guilty pleasure movie? Like, give me a movie that like you watch over and over again.
3: Um, there's two, and I two. Just bought, I just bought them on Apple TV. My girlfriend's like, God damn. <laughs> uh, Water Boy and I Love You Man with Paul Rudd.
1: Let's go! Great fucking
0: movies. <laughs> Hell yeah! I Love You Man is a classic. That's a DVD I still have in my basement. We don't even have a DVD player, but we have a DVD. I have the DVD. And what up?
3: Yeah, the Russian like shut the fuck up. <laughs> like it's so
0: stupid. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. Question three. Uh, all right, it's a food question. Mexican food or Italian food?
3: Uh, Mexican food. For- so you live
0: in you live in LA. You have that, You have to say Mexican food.
3: Yeah, there's there's a new Mexican spot. We could walk to it. And uh, they – we just – because we don't know anybody here in Altadena yet. So we just keep going down there. And the first time we moved here, I was like, hey, babe, like, play this in boxes. I'm like, let's just go. And we got hammered drunk. They kept giving us free, like, agave tequila shots. Oh, beautiful. It, it was cool, man. So that Mexican food all day. I love I love Mexican food.
0: Me and my wife, it's, it's a long argument that we have Mexican versus Italian food. Because I grew up in a very Italian household. So I'm a diehard Italian food guy. But um, I think Mexican food is the greatest food of all time because – you can get shitty Mexican food and it's still great. Taco Bell yeah, still yeah, does yeah. the job. If you get yeah, shitty Italian food, it right, ruins your so whole day. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ruins <laughs> your whole day. You're done. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, this is a specific one for you. What's your favorite cocktail?
3: Um, so let's let's just throw in the Boone's bourbon uh, or, or just whiskey. I like bullet rye. You mentioned bullet earlier. I love bullet rye. Um. I love uh, What we call With the boons uh, At the top of the bottle It says homegrown It's a very southern thing That's why I did that Of course um, And so there's, You know It's like a very hoot and Blowfish type shit um, What is it called? A Kentucky mule So we call it A homegrown mule So it's like a Moscow mule But it's got bourbon in it yep. So it's got Ginger beer Lime juice Ice And then uh, Some kind of garnish And that's it man So we call I love that
0: K- We call them Kentucky thoroughbreds uh, the, the bourbon well, mule is yeah, Kentucky, with, uh, There's a bar in Nashville we go to. Uh, I cannot remember what the fucking name of it is because it's right near where Elena, our manager, used to live in East. And it's like back in the neighborhood a little bit. And they have a whole list of mules, and they call them Kentucky thoroughbreds. And that uh, we fucking smash those things. That's a great pick.
3: Is it? Is it? Is it the, like East Side?
0: It's in East Nashville. Yeah.
3: Like the it's, red door, or like
0: the- no, no, no. It's oh. not that. It's not down at five points. It's like more up Gallatin. No.
3: Okay, oh. Near
0: near Madison, but if you go back through the oh. neighborhood,
3: um, it could be they serve a lot of Mickey's there, and it's a shitty dive bar. But they have like a they have like two hundred whiskeys on the on the. It's it's like East Side near Madison. I'm texting
0: I'm texting Elena right now. I got to find out what the name of this fucking place is. But I'm we're gonna move on to another question. I'm gonna come back for sure. for sure. What's the name of that bar in your Nashville neighborhood? We always went to.
3: I bet it's the Mickey. That place is like 200 whiskeys on the wall. And it's, a it's, shit something,
0: it's something pub. I can't remember what it is. Uh, all right, I'll move on. Last question. Um, oh, what was your biggest oh shit moment? Like when you met another musician or like a, an idol of yours, your biggest oh shit, I cannot believe I'm standing next to this person moment.
3: I mean, I, I've been pretty lucky. To We've been really lucky as like a band and then like a soul artist. I got some really dope gigs. Um, but one that's kind of funny and it's not the biggest artist. Um, well, I, you know, maybe I'll talk about I'll talk about Cheryl Crow, because everyone knows her. Oh,
0: that's a great
3: pick. Did you know Manchester Orchestra? Yeah, I love Manchester Orchestra. Well, so I had a, had a moment with them where I walked up to him, and I, my name's Tyler Boone, I don't have a band name, and so when I walked up to him, I was, and we, we got to open up for him, I was like, hey, so, but one of the many bands that did that day, it was like festival, and I was like, hey, so my name is, uh, well, I don't have a band, but it was, oh, so your name is? That's the name of your band? Cool, man, and I just walked And I was <laughs> like, you know, I, was, God like, damn it, I fucked that up. I was like, sure. And my friends were like, dude, that was freaking hilarious. But with Cheryl Carlo, I used to put on a festival in Charleston. This is a cool story called the First Flush Festival. And um, it, it's a, the only tea plantation in the Northern Hemisphere. And it's in Charleston. And so it's called the, um, it's on Guatemala Island. It's, uh, I forget the name of the tea festival, but the tea plantation. But um, anyway, we, and we were trying to bring it back and we're going to do it this year and then COVID happened. And so I'm trying to bring back with these other talent buyers that do it, and it's really awesome because uh, Charleston's not that big, right? And so mm-hmm. it is like the biggest thing now. There's uh, High Water Fest, which is very AAA, which so I'm sure you heard of. Sheldon Rope put that on, but this is at the Tea Plantation, and we used to have the Abbott Brothers, Old Crow Men show, oh, yeah. and so the last one was 2015 when I moved to Nashville. Uh, it was a good send off. Um, that's how I got that meeting with the Kenny Chesney because I had that gig. But, oh, really? All I'm saying is Cheryl Crow was playing. She wasn't there all day. She was super high, like you know, status. She got, she got flown by a helicopter. Of course she did. We were the band before, her and I was like, "Where the hell is she, man?" And she <laughs> came walking off the the helicopter, and she's barefoot, wearing like red pants and blue pants, and just looks really hot for like you know Cheryl Crow. And I'm wasted, and she's walking by, and she has security in front of her and behind her, and it was just like crazy. And I'm like, "Who's Cheryl Crow?" And I said, "Hey," and then she just went, "Hey." And then that was it. I was like, oh <laughs> shit,
0: that was, that, was, that was cool. That's and fucking outstanding. It was
3: really good
0: too, man. That was, that was a cool concert. So. Love the show. Tyler, that's a great way to end, dude. Um, for everybody who listened to this, you got to go look up the artist formula. If you need artist services, if you need Spotify playlisting, just good people to work with, good people in your corner, you go to Tyler. If you want to get drunk after those meetings, you go for Boone's bourbon, obviously. And then if you <laughs> want some good music, you go to his Spotify, his Apple Music, Tyler Boone. Tyler, it's been hey. a fucking pleasure, dude.
3: Thanks, man. Hey, uh, for this podcast, as a
2: trade, it's something that you know is, is what we should do for each other. Send me your song tomorrow, and I'll add it to some playlists. Love you, in. dude.